Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Bizarre Sick Cast, where everyone is sick. My name is Miles, and I am not joined still by Mark and Jackie, but I am joined by my beloved partner, Emrys. Say hello. Hello. I am also sick. This is a podcast normally about the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure TV show which we've been covering until Mark and Jackie went and had a baby. I know everyone is very excited about the conclusion of Stone Ocean. We're going to watch it one day. Um, If you want to hear our coverage so far, you can find our back catalog on anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Nobody wanted me to continue covering JoJo's (laughs) while Mark and Jackie are on parental leave. So uh, I'm watching other stuff, some... Some that you've recommended, and some that uh, you've not recommended. Today we're doing the latter. We're watching a show called Do It Yourself, episodes 1, 2, and 3. And this was M's suggestion. But before we talk about Do It Yourself, we have to take a stop in our... I don't know. know. We're checking our email. Go in the mailbag. Okay. It's going to be oh. fine. Okay. We're going to read emails at jojosbizarrepod at gmail.com. You can write to us there. You can reach out on Twitter. I recently got the password. It's jjbpod. Uh, I don't go on there that much, though. So I don't know, man. I don't know. Okay. Let me read some emails. Okay. This email is from Captain Cat. The subject line is hello, jjbpod. Hello, JJB Pod people, or at least Miles. Hello. I started listening to the pod a few months ago when my friends were trying to get me to watch JoJo's, and I finally caught up, so I decided to write in. Congratulations, Mark and Jackie, on your baby, and congratulations, Miles, on being able to do an episode of the pod without Mark and Jackie. Thank you. <laughs> Since you were talking about rest stop fast food last app, I'm going to write some random things about that. Since I'm a vegetarian, I've never eaten at Arby's. But I've heard people say that it's not very good. (laughs) At McDonald's, they are very consistent with everything except how much salt they put on their fries and their prices. I wouldn't really know, though, because I always eat a double cheeseburger meal with just ketchup and cheese. I'm trying to square that with you being a vegetarian, Captain Cat. Uh, Yeah, I got lost. For the next step, I would recommend watching The Heroic Legends of Arslan, an anime based off a manga by the creator Full Metal Alchemist, based off a light novel. It is about a prince, and I can't really tell you the main idea without spoiling the first three episodes, so yeah. It has a great storyline and is kind of gory, so I think you might like it. It would also be interesting to hear you cover more Chainsaw Man too. Hope this wasn't too long and there weren't too many spelling and grammar mistakes, because I just turned 13. Wow! (laughs) And I'm not great at writing emails. Goodbye and stuff from Captain Cat. P.S. I'm horny. Yes, this podcast is really cooking when I know about underage people's boners. I need to log off. Immediately. Sweet baby Jesus. Okay. Thanks for writing, Captain Cat. Uh, I will take your recommendation under advisement. I actually don't know what I'm doing next week. I have to think about it. Okay, but can I just chime in really quickly about the Arby's discussion? Because I listened to that up. And you need to understand, if you are going to try Arby's at a rest stop, have it under advisement. You can't get regular fast food shit there. You need to get something slightly weird like they have a good blt which you're not going to get at a mcdonald's they're not going to compete with mcdonald's that's not what they're there for 
Okay. That, yeah, that's you got to get weird. <laughs> you got to do something different. That should be their marketing. We have the weird meat. Oof. Terrible. Uh, okay. The next email is from our dear friend Chad. And the subject line is DIY DMs. <laughs> ah, that's good, Chad. That is good. <laughs> uh, Chad says, Aloha, JJB Padohana. Here's a voice connection maybe Miles or M might find interesting from DIY. Miku Purin Suride is voiced by Kana Ichinose, who doesn't have a JoJo connection, but also voiced High Society Girl on the Run Tuesday from Carol and Tuesday. That was interesting. Thank you, Chad. I know I suggested an anime in my previous email, but I just remembered Miles mentioning he was reading through Berserk recently. In that case, I'd recommend checking out the original Berserk anime adaptation recently added to Netflix, or if you dare, the more recent 2016 adaptation on Crunchyroll, or the anime movie adaptation turned TV re-release Berserk the Golden Age, also on Crunchyroll. Mahalo, Chad. Chad, I think we have covered one of those... But it's a good idea. I've I really enjoyed reading Berserk. It was depressing. Okay, thanks everyone for writing in. Before we talk about do it yourself, and before I we both collapse from being sick. <laughs> I think I, I didn't mention this. We have a Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash JJBpot, you can support this podcast. For as little as a dollar, that gives you access to our Patreon feed, uh, where you can access my dormant newsletter. Maybe I'll get to it. Maybe. Uh... But anyway, there's also Mark's extra show notes in normal times and uh, an occasional extra recording of some dumb stuff. Uh, and if you pledge more than $3 a month, we will thank you by name like this. So thank you to Matt, Blu-ray, Brian, M, Nombre No Digas, Daniel, Dalton, Madison, Soliloquy, Kasun, Lord Zendar, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Caden, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Camilla, and Chad. Thanks, everyone. Okay, let's talk about Do It Yourself with two exclamation points. This is an anime show. Produced by Pine Jam. It's an original, uh, but there is a manga adaptation. It came out in, oh, this is a new one, October 2022. And whose idea was it to watch this? It was your idea. This Why did you want to watch this? Fault. So I hate gore, which really just immediately keeps me away from a lot of what y'all watch on this podcast. Um, but I saw a TikTok about this anime and was like you know that looks really up my alley and i knew you had this break coming up so this is what i'm willing to watch what is well like how was it portrayed on tiktok it was pitched i like follow a bunch of cozy gamer accounts because i enjoy cozy shit um and it was kind of pitched like that i after watching it and we'll get into it really like the very short kind of PowerPoint segments about the practicality of an actual DIY, like when they explain grout. Um, mm. And I think that was kind of mentioned in the TikTok pitch too, but I unfortunately cannot remember nor find again whatever specific TikToker recommended the show. I'm on that app way too much. Okay. I liked that too. It, it reminded me a little of when JoJo's randomly explained stuff to us. Yeah. But this was all practical, which I liked. Okay. 
So Do It Yourself is about the protagonist is a girl named Yua Serofu, <laughs> which, yes, is yourself, which is which is dumb in my opinion. Um, a lot of a lot of puns. I I did not know how punny the show would be. Yeah, I think naming the main character of your show "Do It Yourself" yourself is particularly egregious. <laughs> but we can overlook it, I guess. We have to. We're, we must. We're we already must. here. We're already here. Yeah. So Yua is a new student at Gata Gata Girls High School. Um, and we find out at the very beginning that she and her neighbor and childhood friend, Miku Suride, who, who Serufu calls Purin, she gives everyone nicknames, uh, both applied to this elite school called UU Girls Vocational High School. Purin got in. She's sort of a high achiever. And Serufu, who will come to find out, is a huge slacker. Not a slacker, maybe, but just like sort she is of... not all there. She's not all there, yeah. She's very scatterbrained, I suppose you would call it. Anyway, she did not get into this elite school. So they, after, I think they, after, I get the vibe that they've attended school together all their life. They're neighbors. They were childhood friends. They seem to not be childhood friends anymore. There's clearly been a split. Yeah, and now there's a split physically because they're going to different schools. On her way to school, Yua crashes her bicycle into a lamp post um, and she's helped by a mysterious older student who we come to find out is named Rei Yasuku who has a very scary reputation at the school what were your first impressions of this show well first off you have been on this podcast before yeah and you've talked about Jojo's like, what anime have you watched since you've been on this podcast? Uh, I think Carol and Tuesday is the only other anime I've watched. I don't watch a ton. And, like, honestly, the main thing that keeps me away from it. Oh, and um, what's the one where they go to the prep school, the boys? Huran High School Host Club, which we didn't quite finish. <laughs> we never finish shows. But, yeah, the main thing that keeps me away from anime is what you watch for the pod is always... There's always gore. It's bizarre. Um, and I, I hate gore and body humor. I avoid it at all costs. So um, I'm so sorry to disappoint anyone who that's their preference. But I immediately was, I, I realized the art for this show isn't complicated, but it's charming to me. Like even the details of Serifu's room, she had a little mushroom lamp. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I was like, this is all of the food in this show looks so good. Oh, that's true. This is another foodie anime. Me and Tim veered into a food discussion last week, which we can this week as well. Yeah, the food, the food we're, we're not at the food yet, but the food looks very good. It just looks like a pleasant, odd combination of cozy and also the super high tech from the Gata Gata school, but also just like the city has drones flying over it constantly. Yeah, I didn't. It's not quite like where we live. Yeah. You know, it's not quite set in real life because the city is slightly futuristic. The high school is extremely futuristic, it seems like. Yeah. But other than that, it's pretty grounded, I think. Yeah. It's not 
fantastical. It's just it's just techy. Right. Right. Like Purin has a, a little octopus robot. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah, I I really liked uh Yua immediately. She was very funny. And I liked, we mentioned the food. I liked the scene she has with her mom. Uh, and the the ongoing bit is that her mom is always cooking pork. There's just the pig cowering in the shadows. Yeah, so they have multiple, Seraph who sleeps with multiple pets, a dog, a pig, and a cat. Yeah. I forget their, all of their names, but the pig is named Meat, which I really enjoyed. And, <laughs> and he wears those glasses that, um, that like, Karens always wear, or, like, I don't know, that, like, MAGA people, like, wraparound that, sunglasses. Right, I think it's, like, men's, the men version of Karen. Yeah. Um, the people are always on Twitter, like, well, you should have complied. Like, your toxic masculinity kept you from choosing an actually attractive pair of sunglasses, so you're stuck with those lookers. Right. <laughs> yeah, they're not good. I don't but think they're good this, on the pig. Yeah, the pig looks good in them. Um, but those scenes are always, they're very, I don't know, there's something off about the humor about them. And like one of them ends with uh, Serifu just going, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> and her mom's like, hey, don't laugh me off. And then you could like, it cuts away from the house and you could just hear her in the background going, ha, 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 ha. And it like fades to the next scene. It reminded me of the weirdness of the Gilmore Girls cold opens where they're like <laughs> not quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, okay. I mean, I do think there's a lot of overlap between the language of Gilmore Girls and this show in that the show is just talking to itself. We're three episodes in and it's just talking to itself. Yeah. I think we'll see what you mean. The other thing you mentioned, the art. Yeah, it's, it is simple, especially compared to what I watched last week, which was like, you could tell they had a giant animation budget. There was a lot of like 3D stuff. There's a, I think there's a little random CGI here for some reason, but most of the animation budget seems to be on like animating power tools, specifically drills. <laughs> uh, and drill bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, wind, because for some reason, the school they go to is like, is very windy. It's very, it's very windy. And it is concerning for the amount of aircraft. Like there are drones flying over them all the time that I guess are fine in the wind. And eventually we'll get to a helicopter that also is unaffected by the obvious gust. It's, yeah. It's a bizarre choice. They allude to it, right? They say like, it's because of the way the two high schools are built next to each yeah, other. Yeah, like they it funnels accidentally all the way. built a wind tunnel. The result is that everyone is constantly wind blown. Um, and I can't tell if it's a metaphor. I don't know if you can. I, if it is, not yet. I, I don't think okay. so. So. But Ray just rest, is fixing Seraphie's bike. That's where we were. Yes. He appears in this great fanny pack. Um, yeah, and it has all like her bike repair tools in there, or I guess they might be just general tools. Yeah, but she makes you want to be handy. Yes, for sure. She definitely made me want to be handy. So she fixes Seraphu's bike quick snap and then skates away. She has like these. They're like wheelies. They're wheelies, but I think they're motorized, right? Yeah. And they're, yeah, they're, well, I mean, they're, they're cooler than wheelies. Because... Yeah. They're sort of like boxy. Yeah. Um, Serifu, I think, 
feels bad that she never got to thank Ray. So she sort of hears gossip about her that she hangs out in this shack, like around the back of the school. And she's apparently a very, very scary third year student. Um, so Serifu decides to visit Ray in the shack. Um, yeah, you missed some points. Go ahead. Well, so Serifu learns this from her friend. Shoot, what's her name? Takumi? Takumi, who she's nicknamed Takumin because she has to nickname everyone. Um, yeah. And this is also like, for some reason in this school, they're learning Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Every classroom scene that we see seems to be English. And specifically Shakespeare. Yeah. Um, and it's always the teacher just saying, I think she actually is reading like the wherefore art thou Romeo speech in English, which struck me as a really hard way to learn English. It's, it's an annoying thing to read as a native speaker in high school. Like it's, I (laughs) like Shakespeare is just not necessarily the best way to teach people about literature today. Yeah, I, there is a lot of English in the show, which we'll get to. But anyway, so Takumi Tar- is the one who spreads this rumor about Ray being the scary person who will come to you with a hammer. Um, and so she kind of puts it in Serifu's head that if you don't thank her, she'll probably attack you with a hammer because she's a violent upperclassman. Right, 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 right. Um, so then Serifu gets to the hut. Which is just like... It's a shed. It's a shed in the back of the school somewhere. Um, and one interesting is it butts up against uh, the UU, the rival, like, super good high school, because Purin can constantly see Serifu walking over there. Yeah. Because um, she still seems to hold a candle for her old friend, Serifu. Uh, so anyway, uh, Serifu and Ray meet, and it's, you know, hijinks ensue like there's a klutzy person meeting a person with uh, an electric drill <laughs> um so i think i is it at this point that ray like tries to teach serifu how to use the drill uh let me see at this point i think it is it it is she tries to use the electric drill and of course screws it up because she's a klutz yeah and she she gets a head injury and has to go to the yeah. nurse and one thing we've already met this nurse at this point because Serifu apparently goes there every single day because she's constantly being injured. The nurse's name is Haruko Hoketsu, and conveniently for us, <laughs> she's also the DIY Club advisor. The DIY Club is, has one member. Ray. It's Ray, and Haruko tells Serifu. And I think Ray, it's like they have this conversation that unless Ray gets at least five members by the end of the term, the school will stop funding the DIY club. Uh, I don't know what the consequences of that will be. Will she lose the shack? Well, I'm not they sure. were saying that she would lose funding. Mm-hmm. And it seems like each, like at one point, Takumi was talking about how each like high schooler has to pick at least one club to participate in. Mm-hmm. So Ray would probably have to socialize with other people which she doesn't seem interested in doing right yeah she doesn't seem like the warmest and cuddliest person like she's very just into this one thing yeah she just wants to use power tools which i'm sure will 
will soften as this series continues, <laughs> because that seems to be the arc right now. This show reminded me of me, because I was in a bike accident <laughs> quite recently. True about you. Uh, and I did not have the ability to repair it myself, so I took it to our local cycle shop, Durham Cycles, Durham's premier bike shop. They fixed it. They did fix it, yeah. It was good. My arm is still a little sore, but I'm okay, everyone. Thanks for writing in uh, <laughs> with all your condolences. Oh, boy. Yeah, I like... Oh, go ahead. No, I just... So we're talking about how Seraphie is going to join the club. Um, yes. But we, so before she joins the club, we see her talking to her mom about how crafts were forbidden for her as a child. Yes, because she was constantly getting hurt. Yeah, and so we see this montage of her injuring herself in all of these different ways as a child. And it's with her mom being like, no more DIY, you can only color, and gives her a bunch of apparently edible crayons. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, I'm so glad I got the non-toxic ones. I can't count how many you gobble down. And she's just like, like, yeah, this kid clearly has a lot going on, but like this mom needed to... Come up with something better than non-toxic crayons. <laughs> um, she's weird that she's still hungry for crayons. Her mom seems to feed her really well. Yeah, it's it, there's a lot about Sarah Food that's concerning. She also reminds me of um, Sarah Food is like if Charlie Brown found really good antidepressants, in that like everything is going wrong for her, but it's totally fine. She's not saying good grief. Yeah, she's not bummed about it, but like it's not working out. It's like just constant injuries. We've been watching a lot of Charlie Brown in our house. Our toddler's favorite movie. Yeah, it's not our choice. <laughs> if he decides to host an episode, that's what it'll be about. So look out for that one. I was just going to say I like Ray, but I kind of like get her already maybe she'll surprise me but i just like like i said i think she's going to be gruff at first and she's going to warm up to the people who join this club yeah i mean it's not it's not complicated but it's pleasant the other weird thing is that she seems to be able to get away with not wearing her school uniform except when she's going home which is weird to me i so we've never seen her really in school during the school day right so i wonder if she like changes because, like, at one point in the DIY shed, she's wearing an apron, like, a work apron. Mm-hmm. I do wonder if she kind of changes into work clothes to, I don't know, avoid getting sawdust on her. But, yeah, we would have to watch more. But We would. Okay, so at this point, Sarah Free joins. And that's yeah. the... That's how it ends, right? Yeah. Any other thoughts on this ep? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, I want more water, so let's take a break. Okay. <laughs> Because we're we're sick, sick, everyone. Yeah, that's true. Episode two. So in this episode, this episode is very much about Takumi. I forget why or how Serifu decides to bring her to DIY Club. Oh, so no, we have to back up. Okay. I'm sorry. Um, Episode two starts with Serifu's nightmare about a binge. About what? A binge. Oh, right, right, right. She is dreaming about how she used to be friends with Miku, or Purin. 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 On, and they, when they were childhood friends, they would play on this bench that used to be in 
between their houses. Mm-hmm. And the bench turns into a slide. Yeah, because I think she decides at the this is maybe, No, this is before the skis. Um, okay. I think she decides, though, that she wants to build the bench. Um, by now. Yeah. Not, not yet. Okay. <laughs> so, anyway, she has this nightmare about a bench and wakes up completely startled. Um, she then, we see the opening theme for the first time, which is the DIY club and a bunch of the future members in overalls doing a bunch of DIY projects. It's cute. I didn't hate it. Yeah, it's fine. I After that, <laughs> I, I just made a note about Seraphie riding her bike to school. She, of all people, really needs a helmet. And like, oh, she doesn't wear a helmet? Doesn't wear a helmet. Okay. And, and desperately needs like multiple layers of protection, given the way she moves around. Um, so they make a lot of her... She, she bikes to and from school, and the way back, she's always like struggling because she's going up a hill. Mm-hmm. But she still... Is like, so her and, and Purim live next door and they go to school next door to each other, but Purim takes the bus and Serifu rides her bike and she never, like, Purim should be beating her if she's taking a bike, a bus up the hill instead of a bike. And, yeah, it's very, because Serifu also is always like, oh, it must be nice to ride the bus. And it's like, why don't you? They don't talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're going to roughly the same place. Yeah, it, it seems like it should be possible if it were important to her. Maybe the bus is very expensive in this town. Yeah, I, if it is, they haven't explained it. But anyway, so um, after all of that, um, I think they're at lunch. And Farifu is talking about, oh, I just found out the DIY club might get like shut down if we don't get enough members. And Takumi is like, oh, that's actually a really common plot point in novels, which I don't oh, know yeah. how common it is. Uh, it might be in anime. I feel like it's... It's so niche. Maybe something I've seen before, but maybe not. Like you said, those these aren't the kind of anime we normally watch. Yeah. So so she so Takumi is like, okay, this reminds me of this book, Sunflower Girls, and she pulls out a copy and is like, oh, they were going to shut down the garden club if they didn't get enough sunflowers girls in the club i mean not exactly but most my recollection and that's how um seraphu brings her to diy club so she can so takumi can pitch this idea to ray to make the club cuter yeah they so they both end up with projects to work on at the diy club because seraphu acts on her nightmare i guess and walks up to ray and says I want to make a bench. Is that possible? Mm-hmm. And Ray is like, well, we have skis. <laughs> Why do they have skis? We'll never know. Also, is this a cool project in your opinion to make a bench out of skis? I mean, I think it's like a nice upcycle project. They did have skis anyway. Like if you have skis that aren't being used, why not make them? Why not use them to ski? Also, are skis that long? Is this a short bench? I don't, they, they do seem incredibly long. Yeah. Doesn't yeah, they, it depend on, like, your skill level, whether or not you need long skis? I don't know. I've never been skiing. And once in Girl Scouts in middle school, so don't hold me with that. Okay. okay. Anyway, she wants to make a bench, and Takumi is like, okay, we can make the DIY club cute, um, but how, like, we don't have any materials. So they find this glass, and it's enough to make a mosaic sign. Um, mm-hmm. 
<laughs> because the the existing sign is like a very faded like black paint that says DIY but you can barely read it on on on, a, on unvarnished wood. Yeah, and like the the subtitles say that it says D club like like there's one letter that's showing but there's not even one letter. Like it's unrecognizable. Um so the committee's going to make this sign and this is when we get our first PowerPoint and it's about grout. Right, because Ray is explaining to Takumi how to make the mosaic sign that she wants to make. Yeah. What did you learn about grout? <laughs> I mean, I just enjoy when any show stops what it's doing to tell me about a real life thing. I like that too. That's that's one of my favorite things about the show, because I did want to learn about DIY stuff. So grout fills in the spaces between tile. Did you learn anything you didn't know about grout? I don't think so, but I also never think about grout. Yeah, I we had to use grout. I did a lot of manual labor as a child in my childhood home. We had to scrape up the tiles from our bathroom floor, and I did do some grout work as like a middle schooler, but it wasn't very neat. Yeah, you're the handier person in our relationship. True, but that's not saying a ton. I don't do. I don't d i m. I've hung. I don't think I've hung. I don't think I've even hung pictures in this part. I think I think I hung pictures when I lived alone, uh, and then you moved in and took over the picture hanging duties. Yeah, and I think the last time I used a saw was wood shop in high school. If it might have been middle school, to be honest with you, I don't know if I took wood shop in high school. A saw, I don't. Mark would know if I took wood shop in high school. Mark, write in. I haven't used a saw in a long time. I really like a power sander. I, I use that. I've redid some furniture before we had our kid for his room. Um, so I like sanded a bunch of stuff down so that we could paint over it. But I, I don't use a ton of power tools either. We don't have any. Do we not even have a drill? No, we've always borrowed. Okay. Well, don't come here looking for a drill, people. Sorry about that. Okay, so the ski bench. I could, no. Seraphu goes to get the skis and fucking falls. Um, yeah, of course. So she goes to see the nurse and she gets this black. I thought it was candy. Yes. So the nurse is always. I'm, I'm yelling. I'm sorry, Mark. The nurse is always handing out. It looks like gum, but it's bl- like sticks of gum, but it's black. So I looked up what it is because in the next episode, a character gets very excited about it and yells its name multiple times. Yes. And it's like a vinegary seaweed. It's not a candy at oh. all. And so again, anyone is welcome to correct me. I could have looked up just the wrong thing with like the wrong letter or something, but that's my understanding of it. It's a seaweedish snack. Should we get it? I mean, we love seaweed, but... I, I, I don't, don't know, know if I'd like it vinegary. I like the sort of, I don't know, it's just very savory to me. I, and I like oceany. the lightness of dry seaweed, so yeah. it doesn't appeal to me a ton. So, so I, I do they both finish their projects in this episode? Um, I think they do. I don't think. Oh, yes, you're right, they do. They both, I think, well, Serfu has a ton of help from Ray. It seems like Ray does <laughs> a Ray lot does of it. Ray does everything with the last screw. And yeah. The last screw, she's like, okay, Seraphu, you do this. That's very generous of her. Um. <laughs> but it was cute to see Takumi just sort of working by herself on the mosaic outside. Takumi has clearly found something she enjoys. Because mm-hmm. um, in, in this episode, we see them walk home a couple times while they're doing this project, and Takumi is enjoying it so much. And then 
Right, the episode ends where they're sitting on the ski bench looking at the sign. Mm-hmm. Um, and Takumi is like, oh no, I finished my project. Why can't I hang out with these people anymore? Yeah. And Serafu, the very, very ditzy, loves everyone character, is just like, you're coming back tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> they just, like, I, Serafu and, and Ray had assumed that Takumi was going to join the club, but Takumi, who's very, like, mousy and insecure and seems to have no other friends, was like, oh no, now they're not going to want to hang out with me anymore. Um, so she's like at the very end of the episode shouts like, I want to join the club. And they're like, what? We thought you were in the club. <laughs> yeah. They like, it's, it's very clear that they need her and she needs them. So. Yeah. Takumi is, I think a lot of these characters are archetypes, which I think you see a lot with big anime casts like this, but I think I've seen, like you see characters like Takumi in anime, but I liked her. Yeah. And it also just, it, it, feels like the whole cast is very common not i don't know as much about anime but just for like high school dramas right that's true it's just a high school drama and so in that context you're gonna have someone like Takumi who's very shy and feels left out and seems like is left out in some ways mm-hmm. i just wanted to note that seraphu fits my rule which you're all familiar with that main characters in anime high school must sit by the window <laughs> that's true um, which is like the she is the worst student in the classroom to sit by the window because she is so clearly not tethered to reality yes i couldn't imagine just staring out the window during class i just feel like there wasn't much going on outside of my high school to look at like yeah. you look out the window and there's nothing yeah but all of these japanese high schools that we encounter are enormous so they have like like towering views yeah i mean that would appealing is that it for episode two it is we did miss um one of the main points of episode one i'm so sorry i feel like we're all over the place who cares Which is just that at the end of <laughs> the end of episode one seraphu is like do it yourself like my name and that oh yeah we <laughs> should talk about that i mean we did kind of talk about that but we didn't talk about her as a character being fucking obsessed with this because she makes everyone say it yeah because um, she's so she, you a serifu <laughs> like pointing to herself she's so charmed by it it's so embarrassing um, yeah yeah it i don't know it's a big cho- it's a big choice by the makers of this anime to name their anime to name their main character the same name as the anime yeah it's a lot like i always like remark when a movie title is said during the movie but this is like 10 times beyond that like literally because they say it way more than 10 times beyond that Mm -hmm. yeah the end of the second episode we see the ending for the first time like the end credits um also pretty cute yeah the the dog is playing guitar yeah yeah i don't think yua serafu is like correct me if i'm wrong i don't think that's a real japanese name or at least not a common japanese name i immediately thought it was weird until I like understood what it was, and then I continued to think it was weird, but also dumb. Yeah, I think the first episode I was so distracted by because there's so many like nicknames, and I was kind of like waiting for I. It wasn't clear to me that Serafu wasn't a nickname at first because everyone we were meeting had a nickname, but then it became clear to me when her name became an important part of her identity. Yeah, 
Yeah, I'm looking up Serifu now, and I think it is just, like, taken from English. People use it to, to mean selfie, I think? I don't oh know. Oh my god, naming someone selfie? Yeah, I don't That's know enough about worse. Japanese, so uh, I'm going to stop talking about it. Okay. Episode 3. So episode 3 largely revolves around a new character <laughs> who is a very young for like this grade level. I think she's 12. She's 12. Yeah, so she's... Sorry, I'm young. I don't know. She's an exchange student, I think they say, from America. Who skipped a ton of grades because she's so smart. Which And she... She, we find out later why, but she starts randomly hanging around the DIY club. Yeah, I mean, so first she, the first time we meet her, she's getting out of, is she, does she get out of a helipad or, yeah, she gets off of a helicopter um, because she really wants us to know she's wealthy and unusual. Yeah. And she is lurking outside of the Gata Gata school. The, no, the, the fancy school, school, the UU school, yeah. Um, and um Miku sees her it's like can i help you and this child yells uh, yells very much like a child yeah shut up she yells shut up <laughs> shut up and runs away what do you okay so she because she's american we hear her speak english a lot and one thing that bothers me is that when anime have what are supposed to be native english speakers they don't always have native english speaking voice actors like this voice actor clearly was not a native english speaker and that bothers me yeah because like i don't know surely there are bilingual people who have who could speak unaccented american english yeah it's it's not great it's i think this character this character is tricky for me in general i struggle with how, i didn't like her yeah, not a fan so yeah and like i can't get over the fucking impracticalities of like sending your 12 year old child around the world without supervision or like to make sure they're enrolled in the proper high school yeah the Do you levels think- of like negligence involved i kind of got the vibe that like one of her parents is dead yeah we might find that out but i mean regardless like, unless she's a ward of the state Someone should be looking the fuck out for a literal 12-year-old. Yeah, it's weird. It's it's a lot. Uh, this was the biggest leap for and, me in this show. But she's also, she's also a little asshole. Yeah, she's annoying. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, so she says, shut up. And then we see her start lurking around the DIY club. She's crying outside of the the DIY club when, um, who first sees her? I think Takumi is making a macrame plant holder, which looks very cool. Is that what it was? Yeah, <laughs> this is okay. macrame. Um, little wall hangings. And so she's hanging something, and then... But she, it's already in the scuttlebutt that there's a new blonde girl hanging around. Yeah, but the main thing going around about her is that she's so smart. There's mm-hmm. no, like... No one's talking about how rude and annoying she is yet. Much like Charlie Brown in the Peanuts movie, which we watched today. Oh God, I hate how much this movie's taken over our brains. Our kid is really obsessed with it. Yeah. Anyway, so before they notice this blonde kid crying, there's also a moment where Serafu is trying to hammer something. Like, Ray's trying to teach her how to use a hammer, and she's just like, oh, space is really vast. Like, she not be trusted with a hammer under any circumstances i thought it was weird that she didn't she had like a mallet instead of a regular 
like carpenter's hammer. Yeah, I do think there is a carpenter's hammer later in the set. But okay. Anyhow, I just was distracted by how obviously she was going to injure herself, but she didn't because she got interrupted by this crying kid, and she offers her a hammer or handkerchief. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like um, when Pablo Escobar offers people silver or lead. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess. <laughs> uh, so this kid takes the handkerchief, but for some reason, really hates DIY. She's like, DIY is moldy. She's saying a lot of the same things that, um, that Purin said when she found out that Serifu was in the DIY club. Right. Well, yeah, moldy is a big insult for the DIY club. Yeah, it's like very much trying to. I think they're like just the ideas that's antiquated. Yeah. Very old school. Especially in this world that yeah. seems a little more technologically advanced than our world. Right, like the high schooler, Purim, has like mentioned AI. Yes. Pur- Purim is all looking down on Serifu because she's at a super fancy high school where she's going to learn technology. The fourth and... industrial revolution. Yeah, and we always see her in her bedroom working on computer stuff, but whatever. I And I guess... This character, this little blonde character, feels the same way. Although we learn later that it's a defense mechanism. Anyway. Yes, but but her this stance of her, like she says this out loud in front of Ray, and this really pisses Ray off. Yes, it pisses Ray off, and then somehow this pissing Ray off, I can't. My notes aren't detailed enough. It ends up with Serafu and the blonde kid being injured, and they have to go to the nurses. Um, How does that happen? I don't remember. I think it was some. It's like a, it was a Seraphie-driven injury. She's so klutzy. She like went to like hug her off the bench or something. Mm. They follow anyway. So this is where um, the nurse gives the blonde kid the seaweed, and the blonde kid loses her mind over it um, and just starts like yelling to Kombu. Yes, because that's, that's what it's called, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, she really loves it. I think she says stuff in English, too, but I can't remember. What she she says, says, good job, with a dramatic <laughs> thumbs up. <laughs> good job. And a weird little dance. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the next, I guess the next day, she goes back to DIY Club to return the handkerchief. Yeah, and then they learn that actually she likes DIY. She was just being mean for no reason. Yeah, they haven't, yeah, so... Takumi mentions to Ray, like, because Ray is pissed at this 12 year old for mm-hmm. being so rude. And Takumi's like, well, she's 12. Um, and, <laughs> and Ray's, Ray's like, like, oh. oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know. Um, so, yeah, then they, they kidnap this blonde child. Do you remember yes, they, they sneak around the lockers and yeah, grab like, her? Yeah, they, they kidnap her from the locker room. In, in a very odd way. Like, they're saying sneak, sneak, sneak. Yeah, that <laughs> was funny sneak. to me. I liked that. I like the sneaking, but it, I I was not expecting them to kidnap a child. Um, but, but anyway, so they drag her, I guess, forcibly back to the DIY shed. Um, and <laughs> this kid starts, I don't know, like hammering something better than Serifu. She's much better. But, oh, she she uses the drill. Yeah. And she's like, oh, this is really good for a, like an older model. Yeah. And eventually she's like, oh, it reminds me of when my mom used to and we like, see like a flashback stuff with me. <laughs> yeah, we see a flashback of her in a garage with her mom for some fucking reason. Back in those drilling days in America. <laughs> and what was drilling in America? 
That's where the phrase drill baby drill comes from. I, I do find it interesting that like they, this is like minutia, but um, like they use a, the word Phillips head. I guess I just assumed that Phillips would have a different name. And, That's true. Yeah. But I think, I guess Phillips is worldwide. Yeah. Well, it's probably a brand. Anyway. Um, so she confesses to missing her mom. She's like, fine, I'll join the club. They're like, wait, what is your name? Because no one knows. Um, yeah. And Sarah Food guesses. What does she guess, Miles? I forget. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> she guesses Lincoln, Kennedy, Obama. Yeah. And and then we laugh it off like that's absurd. And then this blonde kid says the most absurd fucking name. She's like, no, my name is Juliet Queen Elizabeth III. I think it's the eighth. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't make more sense. It's a crazy name. Um, and she gets an even crazier nickname. Yeah, Serifu, <laughs> the way she comes up with a nickname, because this girl said good job once, she was like, how about Jobco? I think that's literally how it goes. Yeah, basically. I think the kid said good job more than once. But yeah, Serifu's like, how about Jobco? And Ray and Takumi look horrified. They're like, uh, isn't that a little on the nose? But she likes it. But yeah, Jobco's like, yep, this is me, my whole life. Yeah. Um, I like that uh, I like that Brock got a shout out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, it, it, was a, it was funny to see Sarah who list these American president names. I just was surprised that they then gave the blind kids such a weird name. Considering the way she learns English, she should have been like Romeo, Mercutio, Iago. Well, this one kid's name was Juliet. Yeah, so, so she could have. She could have. <laughs> she could have guessed it, but she's not paying attention in English class. No, clearly. she's not. I, I wouldn't either. So then, while Chabco is deciding to join the club, everything's great. Brim is looking down on DIY club, and there's this like cat girl. She's very annoying. Her name. Her nickname is She, and she's very annoying. Yeah, she keeps so Purim is always like gazing longingly at the DIY club and wondering what Serifu's up to. And this girl, I'm trying to find her real name, Kokoro Koki, is always like sidling up to her and going like, "What are you looking at?" and like licking her lips, which you can hear, and, and then meowing, and meowing, and it's not appealing. I don't love it. And I know she's gonna get like her whole a whole episode, and it's gonna be not good. You don't have to watch it. It's gonna be fine, <laughs> <laughs> but. Um... So, yeah, so we see that, and then we, <laughs> after this, um, Jobco is like, oh, I'm at this school because while I am a genius, I am not very good at writing. Right, because they're wondering, like, if you're so smart, why do you go to our shitty school instead of, like, the very good school next door? And I thought that the gimmick was going to be she's actually not that smart, and she couldn't get into that school. But mm-hmm. apparently the gimmick is just that she filled out the application wrong. And again, I would like to say, who is looking out for this 12-year-old child? Nobody. Like, why is she applying to Japanese schools on her own? Is she, is she weep? Maybe both of her parents are dead. Does I don't she listen know. to this podcast? Oh, God, I children listen to this podcast. <laughs> so old and afraid. Any 12-year-olds out Please there? don't. Don't make yourselves known. <laughs> <laughs> that revelation is what ends the episode, by the way. Okay, so three episodes. Big thoughts. I like that the show is character-driven. However, 
you don't like the characters. I guess I'm al- I'm already like tired of like this girl Jobco got this whole episode and I didn't really like her. I liked the Takumi episode. I just like want this show. Here's what I like about this show. I want to know about carpentry. Like I want to learn. I want it to yeah. be a vehicle for learning about do-it-yourself projects. Um, not even just carpentry. I like most. I like the characters we already know, and I just know that like to get through the show, you're going to have to sit through episodes because like the opening credits, there's clearly like a gang of a bunch well, of. Well, they them. have to get up to so many members. Yeah, and there's going to be an episode about each of them, and I hope like after that, it goes somewhere more interesting. Yeah, I I agree. I think that like this show does not do well to be dissected. Like after talking about it like this, I don't like it as much. It doesn't hold <laughs> up. But when we watched it last night, I was like, I would keep watching this show. It's cute to me. So like I would still I like I enjoy it enough. Um I, I guess it, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. It was a it was a pleasant viewing experience. It's like a casual it's yeah. just like a very no pressure show, but like yeah, I would I would keep watching it. It's just Talking it through, there's a lot to tear down for sure, which is fine. Like I love tearing down shit, so I'm not even super bothered by that. Yeah, maybe we've been too. It is a pleasant show. Like it's funny, it's charming. We haven't even talked about like in detail how good the food looks. And one of the contrasts that we I didn't mention is like so we see Miku or Purim constantly going home to her little like robot octopus. No adults. Like, there's no one caring for her. Like, the robot offers P- to for draw Purim. her a bath. For, not Purim. Purim is a Jewish holiday. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Purin. Purin. Um, <laughs> but, but then we see the contrast of Seraphu coming home and her mom clearly taking very good care for her. Um, I imagine the show will go into that more. Yeah. I like that she's a single mom, too. Yeah, I... <laughs> the families in this show... And that's, like, typical with, like, any fiction, is there's, like, always a dead parent, there's always an absent parent. I guess it just makes for drama. It's it's boring if there's too many grown-ups, yeah. you know, groaning, growing, gr- being grown-ups mm-hmm. and being in charge and being rational. Except for the nurse. I like that the nurse is just the one adult that you have. <laughs> the nurse is interesting. And the nurse, like, continually just jokes with Sarah Fu about perfect attendance. And Seraphu takes it as a compliment. Like, yes, thank you so much for noticing. I'm here all the time. Yeah, there was a joke like that at the very beginning that Purin made. Like, Purin criticized Seraphu, and she was like, oh, thank you. And she was like, that wasn't a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I Another little detail that I liked, and I don't know if it's true of just the main characters, but they all have, like, accents of color under their hair. Like, um, yeah. Seraphu has... I think normally pink hair, but it's like a different color underneath. Like it's dark green, maybe. I don't know. I just thought that was neat. Yeah, I, the show's pleasant to look at. I can't remember the other hair colors. Another good bit was when they're talking about how to make the DIY club more attractive to people. Serifu makes the suggestion, maybe we should hand out lumber. Uh, <laughs> and that made, that made me laugh. He also suggests, like, I like Serifu's daydreams. I, like, worry about her as a character because she just seems so completely absent. But the art for her daydreams can get a little bit fun. Yeah, it's very fun to be in this, like, very scatterbrained kid's head. Yeah. Yeah, so so my takeaway is that I like this show, but there's a lot to complain about. 
And I guess that's how I feel about most shows that I like. I, there's, I don't know. <laughs> I'm a complainer. So will you be taking a regular visit to the DIY club? I would like to watch it again. <laughs> it, it's possible. But you just know that next episode is going to be about that cat girl we don't like. I know. I, like, I think it's, but I do feel like a lot of shows, the first season is a lot of establishing shit. And like, so it makes sense to me that the first chunk of episodes are going to be kind of annoying. But I, I want to see more PowerPoints. I want Ray specifically to tell me how to fix things. This show, by the way, is still ongoing. Yeah. The 10th episode is coming out the 8th of December. So this, depending on when this comes out, this might be right on time for the last episode of DIY. Yeah. This show might be way too different from what y'all normally talk about for anyone to like listening to us talk about. That's yeah. possible. But if it's not, I would talk about this show because I like watching it. Well, the reason I, I looked it up is because unlike a lot of anime we watch, this is not based on a manga. There is a ma- manga adaptation Yeah, uh, that is coming out at the same time, I think. But so it's not clear whether there will be a second season, like because there's no because it's new material. Yeah. Uh, I think that is it for our discussion of do it yourself. <laughs> Unless you have other random thoughts. I don't think so. I think that's it. If you have other random thoughts about do it yourself, remember to write in to Jojo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Uh, also suggest things for me to watch and I'll keep it going until... Mark and Jackie are are done raising their baby for good. (laughs) Okay, thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.